On this episode of Locked on Lightning, we're discussing tonight's game between your Tampa Bay Lightning and the Edmonton Oilers. All that coming up and more, but first. Your Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I just want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day, whether it be morning, noon, or night, wherever you are listening to. We want to thank you for the continued support. And if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for making us your first watch. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you follow us, whether it be on YouTube or on audio form. So on this episode of Locked Online, we're discussing Tampa's 3-2 loss tonight at the hands of the Edmonton Oilers. And I actually didn't watch the beginning of this game. Um, I got stuck at work tonight and was came home to be able to watch the, the second period of this game. And I have to say, uh, I regret turning it on. <laughs> I was having a decent day. Uh, you know, I got up early. I voted. I hope everybody voted as well. I went out, voted. I went to work, had a very, you know, decent day at work and and uh, got home. And, you know, I was like, you know what? Let me watch the lightning game. Let me just throw it on. Um, Dave Randorf was doing the broadcast on TNT. You know, uh, I Love hearing Dave, you know, especially on the national broadcast. I'm sure after this lightning loss tonight that I'm sure he wished he took the night off. But, you know, overall thoughts before we get into the nitty gritty of this one. And and I just want to thank also some of the lightning fans that, you know, I tweeted during the game. What did I miss? And uh, Kyle actually tweeted back to me saying uh, we suck. Uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, and... And I saw it relatively easily, uh, quickly turning on into the game, and and really not surprised about the result of this one. Especially not surprised about what I saw when I turned on the game. And what I mean by that is that the Lightning not taking advantage of the opportunities afforded to them. Uh, I spoke about it on the previous episode. If you didn't follow, if you didn't see or or listen to that one, please go ahead and go back. Uh, but yeah, I alluded to it on the last episode where I said, you know, the Lightning are going to get a little bit of uh, have a little bit of an advantage in this game. Because, uh, yes, you have the two-headed monster in, in Dreisaitl and McDavid, and you're most likely going to get Campbell in that, who I've spoken in detail and you've been listening to his podcast for at least over the last couple of years uh over the last year uh you should be at least somewhat familiar with jack campbell as he was with the toronto maple leafs and in a situation where i didn't think he was particularly impressive i didn't think that he was a decent number one goalie uh and the toronto maple leafs tried so hard to make him that guy and clearly he wasn't and so now he is in edmonton and has not been having a good season to start off. And I said, this is the perfect, I basically alluded to saying that this was the basic combination for Tampa. 
having a couple of days off after a big win against Buffalo, a division rival, that'll pump you up. And then you're going up against a team who has played the Washington Capitals coming off a loss the night prior and having to play a back-to-back in your building. And it, it seemed as though all the dominoes were finally going to fall in place. Tampa was going to go out there. They were going to try or at least attempt to carry some momentum into this game after a big win, such as the one against Buffalo and, and you know, everything else that I just spoke about. And they did exactly the opposite. They, they made mistakes. They gave up shorthanded goals. Um, they had too many opportunities, uh, too prime op- too, too many prime op- scoring opportunities in which they just weren't shooting on net. Um, they did they did win the faceoff battle tonight, which I will give them credit for, but um, they didn't do anything else correctly, really. I mean, 0 for 5 on the power play. That is the glaring number that we are looking at. And, and one of our other uh, usual, usual listeners slash, I guess, watchers, I don't know where he listens to us. Or, or finds us on any of our platforms. But Chris, who who is always very talkative to me on Twitter as well, um, referenced the game against Ottawa and, and how, you know, alluded to some of the similarities there with the power play. And he was absolutely right. And, I mean, you cannot look, I think, going forward until, I, I, I mean, the, the lightning power play. And, and, and I'm going to bring up a stat that Kyle, one of our other, uh, listeners uh, uh, tweeted out to me because this was very much a, I got to scroll through right now on Twitter uh, for it, but yeah, they, it's getting to a point where the lightning are solely now losing games because of their power play, because of the special teams in general, the lightning are, are one of the, uh, in my opinion, and I was talking about it the other day, uh, one of the worst teams in the NHL. I believe at that point when I was talking about it the last podcast, they were 26 and um, – actually, no, that was on face-offs percentage. But this is the stat, actually. So, Kyle, he's also – I know he covers the Lightning as well. Uh, so, this is what I believe is – you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but this might be from one of his, his articles – uh, so for quote, as for the penalty kill, they have the second worst expected goals against in the league. They've given up a league high 90 scoring chances as well. Yet of those 90, only five are converted to goal thanks to their goal tank. But that's not all. They have given up 31 high danger chances tied for sixth in the league. Yet only two have hit the back and then at over an 82 game season, the Lightning are on track to allow 671 scoring chances a Against in the penalty kill last season, they only allowed 385, and the worst team allowed 489. As for high danger chances, they are on track to allow about 231 of them last season. They allowed 148, and the worst team gave up 183. And he ends it up, or whomever wrote this, um, wrote, this is not a winning formula at all. And it's 100% right. 100% right. You know, we could we could sit here and be positive. We could sit here after games uh, like this one, especially losses, because, I mean, if, if you watch the Lightning postgame pressers, which I at this point in time have just I'm taking a boycott because it's just. Listen, I get these guys, the coaches, as well as the players want to be positive and, and you know, we don't want to. 
we don't want to sit here and say the sky is falling and, and, and have this negative attitude and always want to have be upbeat and positive. But you, there, there comes a time where you got to face the music, where you got to be honest with yourself and the fans and the media. And I'm a little bit disappointed in the Tampa Bay media right now for not kind of pressing these guys harder. I get there's somewhat of a culture throughout hockey media and you know you, there you don't really you don't really keep picking at the scab you know you just try to allow it to heal but someone's got to start asking and, and start really poking the bear a little bit on this i mean someone you know i don't know how many lightning fans and comment below feel the same way but i feel like to kind of be upbeat and say hey you know we didn't play well all right that's great but we've heard that all the other times the team has lost no one's coming out straight out and saying, and, and I don't expect these guys to do it, but I would like to see a change of pace for for once. I would like to see a guy come out, and, and preferably Stamkos, because you know I think that's the only player on this team that could come out and say this, and everybody would be fine with it, and it wouldn't. I don't think it would cause any issues because you know Stamkos at this point in time, when he talks, you listen. That's just how it works. Um, I want him to come out and say. We're not playing to our ability. We need to do better. We we need to, we can't just, you know, the time for talking is over. We need to go out there and, and be proactive and, and 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 let the results speak for themselves. And, you know, it we're, the time is done to, to try and speak these results into existence. We have to go out there and play, uh, and that's it. And... You know, whether he says some variation of that. And, and if he does, please go ahead and comment below. Uh, let me know. Tweet to me on Twitter as well. Because, uh, you know, right now, like I said, I'm taking a boycott. Because I'm just, I, I'm honestly just tired. I'm tired of uh, being spoon-fed, you know, kind of just the these vanilla answers, these vanilla analysis from the players and the coaches. Because, like, listen, I'm not saying that they're here to BS us. But at the same time, I have not heard or seen any clear cut, um, you know, responsibility being taken by any personnel on this team. Um, because if, if players or, you know, if, if this team is going out there and improving and consistently improving on a nightly basis, it's one thing to go out there and talk like that, but it's a wholly, a completely different, uh, thing when you're going out there, you're, you're saying basically the same things that your PR team which it's their job. I'm not faulting them because, listen, the Lightning have one of the best uh, media relations departments in the league. So, um, and I respect everybody in that department a whole ton. But, and, and I've conversed with some of those people from time to time. But really, what comes down to it is that uh, whether it be a player or a coach, uh, Cooper, I really think the only two people that really should come out and, and, and really, lead the way and then that will open up the door for maybe players to kind of be a little bit more honest uh should be Stamkos and cooper um but in the meantime you know it would be one thing if and i said it quite clear and and i'll say it in the second half but um like i said again um this was not a game that the lightning should have lost uh the lightning all the dominoes were set up to fall in their favor and they just went out and continued to dig grave after grave after grave for themselves. And it got to a point where they couldn't dig themselves out in time to, to win this game. 
So we'll examine that more. We'll examine some of the things that happened. We'll examine for sure some of the things that did not happen coming up in the upcoming segments of this episode. But first, I want to talk about today's sponsor, and that is BetOnline.net. Now, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, esports. We've got all of it on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, I mean, you obviously do. You're listening to me. You're watching this ep- this show you can find all those at bet online as well where they're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts so before we jump into the second bar because you know really there's a lot to unpack from this game uh i just want to thank everybody once again for making us your first listen of the day if you watch us on youtube hit that thumbs up hit that subscribe button as well drop a comment below how is everybody feeling after this game? I I feel like the most frustrating part of this game is not even involved in the game. It's going to be the post-game pressers because I'm really curious to see whether it be tonight. Uh, I'm recording this right after the game, and so I, I'm not going to see anything probably till the morning. Uh, and I'll probably, re- when I record in the morning, I'll probably talk about maybe some of the stuff I saw. But, uh, you know, it's one thing to go out there, like I said before. Um, to, it's one thing to go out there and, and, and you know, try and be optimistic after a game like this and, and then go into a game like Friday against the Washington Capitals with Alexander Ovechkin and play a, play a very good game and then kind of continue that over the course of the next couple of games. But we haven't seen that. We've seen the Lightning just kind of win a game come into another one, just really not do much of anything. It's kind of win, start from scratch, build up, and then repeat. And that's just like we said before with this with this special teams. I mean, the Lightning, they're a mess right now. And it's, and it's not a winning formula. It's not something that, <clears throat> you know, the Lightning at this point, just by the way the division is stacked up, I mean – you know, it's going to be a little bit more work that needs to be done down the road. But, you know, I could see a, I could see a situation in which Tampa just accidentally gets into the playoffs. Um, then again, you know, not, let's not take anything for granted. I mean, obviously, we're, we're only 13 games into the season. But Tampa is two points out of uh, that last spot in the division uh, for the playoffs. And as for the wild card, uh, they are the second wild card team, so I guess that's a good thing. Um, you know, not. I, I believe if they if the playoffs were to start today, they would play Boston, I believe. Um, but really, what I'm trying to get is that this isn't a winning formula. This isn't the situation that I think anybody would want to be in. And even if we're talking now into you know if this was the last week of the season and Tampa was still in this situation I mean what really are your chances I know seeding isn't really something that means a lot in the National Hockey League in terms of playoffs but still this team is underperforming and they're massively underperforming and where because if, if you're going to sit there and tell me 
Adam, it's November eighth. Let's let's pump the brakes there, bud, on you know how critical we should be of this team. There's still a lot of season to play to play. And I would I hundred percent agree with you. There's ton of games that still need to be played. There there probably is some moves that will be made down the road, especially if this team continues to underperform like this. But at what point are we going to sit here and, and call it what it is? This team is not good. They're not disciplined. Okay? They're, they're, they go out there, and like I said before, they, they win a game, and then almost immediately the next game, they come out and they don't they, – it's like we're starting from scratch here. Now – I'm not going to sit here. Obviously, you know, all the, the blame some, most of the time is, is, is put on the coach, but you look at the schedule or you look at the results. I mean, going back, tell me a situation in which the lightning consistently look good in back-to-back wins this year. I, I mean, maybe one could make the case for the Florida Islanders back to back. I mean, all right, that's great. Like Florida still kind of trying to figure it out. That was an overtime game. I mean, at that point, you know, OT, especially with the possibility of going into a shootout. I mean, that's a flip. That's a coin flip at that point. But even then, you know, the Islanders, yeah, they're they're starting to pick it up in their division. They beat the Rangers tonight four three, but. I mean, you really look I, – I don't look at any performance this year. I mean, that's really the only back-to-back that they've had other than the West Coast games and the Lightning split those. But even games that were not back-to-back – I mean, we also had Columbus and Pittsburgh. But – and Columbus is just a brutal team right now, and they were at that point as well. But can you name a, can you name two wins, two back-to-back wins? And, and I'm not talking about back-to-back games in consecutive nights, just that, but back to back in general, can you name two wins in a row where this team was especially impressive, where you saw everything come together in those back to back games against quality opponents? Because they beat San Jose, who's not particularly a good team, and then you lay a stinker at home against Ottawa. And then you blow the game against Carolina. You play a terrible game against Carolina. So, listen, I mean, you could sit there and and everybody has their own definition of when a team should be ready. Or or when the team we have or, or, you know, when they start to panic. Like I said, mine is around New Year's. Uh, I know, like my co-host from Lockdown NHL, Chris Masilli, says it's Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, which... You know, if you're going to play by those standards, it's that's two weeks from now. Do you really see the lightning really amping it up over the next couple, over the next two weeks against, you know, in two performances against Washington, once against Dallas, once against Calgary? I mean, you look at the names of the teams that are coming up. I mean, it's nothing. It, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And, and like I said, you're talking about a team in – Tampa Bay Lightning that, you know, they had, like I said, tonight, going back to tonight's game, they they had, it, it, I, I couldn't think of a better situation 
against a good team this season thus far or in recent memory where all the stars were lined up in your favor. You had Jack Campbell in goal, who I still think is one of the most overrated goaltenders in the league. You had them, uh, a tired Edmonton team coming off a loss on, in and playing a game for the second, se- second consecutive night. And you had Vasilevsky and Ned on the other end. And a complete lack of efficiency out there. Like I said, 0 for 5. First goal of the game is is a shorthanded goal for Edmonton. You go out there and and, and on the other side of that, I one of the biggest things I stretched, stressed about coming into this game was limit the power play opportunities. Limit, limit the power play opportunities for Edmonton because, yeah, they may be top-heavy, but putting them on the power play is playing into one of their biggest strengths. You're, you're basically asking Tampa to defend against Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Cody Ceci, Tyson Berry, Evander Kane. You know, you're basically begging this team to beat you on, with a man down, and they did twice. And you're going to do all of that. You're going to score only two goals against Jack Campbell, who doesn't even have a 900 save percentage. And then what is most likely going to happen, whether it be tonight or tomorrow morning, we're going to get a very blasé reaction to this game. Oh, we didn't play well. We didn't do what we needed to do. We didn't ex- execute. No kidding, you didn't execute. You had a time. You, you had you had a prime chance to really kickstart, get the blood pumping, really get the the fibrillator and pump, press it up against the heart of your of your season. Get the blood flowing, the heartbeat flowing against a team. Yeah, who is not one of the best in the league, but has two of the best players on the planet. And I think that is enough if you beat those two guys and you keep those two guys quiet to really get things going. And you didn't do that. You didn't do that. Now you got it. Now your task with going up against Alexander Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals in two consecutive games. It's things aren't good in Tampa Bay. And I have not said that at all in the four seasons that I've, I have hosted this show. And I really, truly believe if you're a lightning fan and you're looking at this team and you're not concerned, you need to, you need to come to reality. All right. So wrapping things up, uh, you know, a, a unfortunate negative episode in a way. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to talk about this in the coming days because really it, it's, I, it, at this point for me, at least, it's not so much now about level of play. I think now it's, you need to see some urgency out of these guys, not 11 minutes in the third period when you're down by two goals, you know, not when you're down by three goals in the second period and Cooper just got done chewing your butt out on the bench or, you know, during a timeout. Okay. 
from the initial puck drop, that's when we need to see urgency. We need to see this team at at 11 coming out of the locker room, coming out of the dressing room uh, when you first step onto the ice. Um, right now with this team, it's about attitude. And I firmly believe, and, and I never want to accuse a team for lack of effort, and I'm not. that's not what I'm saying. I just don't think the attitude's there. And yes, I will say, you know, the Lightning did have some opportunities tonight, but the the amount of opportunities that they had were massively outweighed by the the amount of opportunities that they didn't capitalize on. I mean, there were some bounces that didn't go their way. The Maroon goal that potentially could have tied the game. Um, I don't know why it took the refs so long. You know, that, that whole situation was very strange. Now, just jumping back to that, Edmonton... I mean, there was a number of things on that play that could have was the reason why that goal wasn't going to count. Um, Edmonton actually actually um, challenged that Maroon was offsides, which he was. But my initial reaction was that puck didn't even go off, go over completely over the line. Um, just the unlucky bounce, but regardless, it would have been voided out due to him being offside. So it is what it is. I mean, you know, every team has that. I mean, a, a good challenge by Edmonton regardless. But, you know, like I said in the beginning of the show, uh, the Lightning, it wasn't like the shots weren't there. You know, especially in the end of the game, they started to, you started to see some desperation from them, which is great. But you need to see that early on. You need to set the tone. And, you know, you, one could say, all right, you know, if they came out skating from, from the initial puck drop, things could have potentially been different. And yeah, they, they could have been, but at the same time, that counts, that, that needs to be seen in all aspects of the game and giving up a shorthanded goal to get the other team on the board first to start off the scoring is, is, is not an ideal start. It's not a good start. It doesn't show me that you have discipline. Um, especially, you know, I, I've stated multiple times on this show that yes, the, the, the lightning, are top heavy, but you're starting to see guys turn it on. You're starting to see guys really start to figure it out. I mean, I, I think we could all agree right now that that Nick Perbix is the most lovable lightning player on this entire team. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be the heart and soul of this team going forward right now. But, I mean, you look at players that are starting to figure it out. I mean, Cooch, Stamkos. Uh, they're, they're in the midst of playing very well. Cooch got hurt tonight. Here it is hurt. He got slashed on the wrist. So hopefully this isn't something that keeps him out for a prolonged period of time, but you know, points you're starting to see him become a lot, a lot more aggressive, but you know, there's always a, but with, with, with these guys, with these, with these players on this team, when they're, when they're performing well and things aren't going well, you know, cause you try to pick out the positive, but you know, you always I always feel like when we're talking about the positives with this team, especially when things aren't going well, you always hear, you know, for example, Braden Point's playing well, he's being aggressive, but especially especially when he's trying to go down the ice on the break and be aggressive, he has nobody following him. You're basically asking Braden Point to dangle between uh, between five players, which ten times out of ten is not going to work out. I I, I don't understand. I, I get what Braden's trying to do there, but I don't understand what the game plan is as a team 
Like, what 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 are we expecting? Is you know, there's only one player in the NHL that could do that, and and has probably an eighty percent chance to score, and he was on the other team tonight. Um, so you know, I get it. You know, and, and there are certain situations where he does that. It just seems like certain players on the Lightning are are just dropping off during or after or during or before the play really starts to go for line changes. And I don't think that's right. I mean, you're really just putting your teammate in a bad situation. Um. So from now until Friday, the Lightning need to do some soul searching. They need to work on some some things in practice. I really think Cooper needs to lay the hammer down. I think he needs to change things up as well. I mean, we spoke on the last episode. You know, this team, they're definitely not one of the best. They're they're definitely, you know, not what they were last year, but the talent is there. I think now it is now it's just a matter of going out there and execute, being disciplined, and and really just just spreading it out. Uh parry to the third line. Nemestikov potentially on the fourth. I don't know how he would mesh with that style of play between Belmar and Maroon. Sorelli probably not too far off from coming back, so that potentially puts Paul on the third. Something's got to be done because clearly whatever's being done right now, it ain't working. So we'll be back tomorrow. You know, Hopefully we get the press conference uh, quotes out. The vids, uh, whether tonight or tomorrow, I'll take a look at them. I'll record an episode and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about what the Lightning do next. And in the meantime, go ahead and, and follow us on our social media pages. LO underscore Lightning on Twitter, as well as Locked On underscore Lightning on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at DankyDank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8. And if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, we have all the handles below on the ticker. So all that fun stuff is there for you. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.